Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the DDP. I'm Paul, and it's the 12th day of November. It's the Lord's Day. I pray that you are in the fellowship of believers somewhere today. I pray that that is a part of your life. And if you're in a season where you're looking and searching, I'm praying for your search. I know that's a part of the journey. Sometimes is finding a space uh, where you can grow, a space where it is safe to encounter the loving Father and to be blessed and encouraged by other believers. I pray that for all of you. That has become more of a prayer for me in the last probably in the last year than it ever has in my life, first of all, in my own life, to say I I love, and we've had consistent weekly meetings in our ministry now for years, so we've had a church community, but it's been a real passionate part of my life to see that as something to build your future on, and I'm praying that for my listeners and my viewers, and just praying that you have a space. I hear from so many of you struggling with that, and I, I, can't, I can't fathom um, having the desire and the need and finding nothing that, that could satisfy that desire and need, and, so, and I'm not doubting you. I'm just saying I, my, I sympathize, and I'm praying that God reveal it to you and show it to you and, and do the work inside as well as you find a place for community. Speaking of a place for community, that's what we're doing in the Columbia, South Carolina area. We've planted a space called the Garden Church of the Midlands. If you're in the Columbia, South Carolina area, come and see us. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, and we meet currently at the Legacy Event Center at 7713 St. Andrews Road in Irmo, I-R-M-O, South Carolina, a little community just to the west of the Columbia city of Columbia, and uh, a, a little group of believers that just want to see the Father and um, the, the, see the love of God um, in action. We just, we've done all the legal work, all the paperwork, you know, to be a 501c3 and all that. One of the last things you have to do is put together a mission statement, and a mission statement is different from a vision statement. Vision statement usually ends up being paragraphs long. But for legal purposes, a mission statement is just, you know, 15, 20, 30 words about who you are. I tried to distill it down. And the mission statement for the Garden Church of the Midlands is as follows. To provide space for the spiritual development of God's children by showing a loving Father expressed through Jesus Christ. I want to make it simple, um, not complex, but I wanted to say something that really matters to me. And that is that we want a space where people can see the Father expressed through Jesus. I prayed several years ago, very focused. Father, I, and, and this was in a season where I was really looking for what do, what do I want to be? Because you can be a lot of things in ministry. And some of them you can't control and some of them you very much can. You can steer towards. And I've had opportunity to be things I'm not. Uh, and I remember praying very pointedly for a very focused amount of time is, Lord, I want to show people the Father. Help me to show people the Father that I'm encountering because I've been encountering a loving Father. Over the past couple of months, I've had a couple of different prophetic words spoken into me in these travels of people that say that there's an anointing on your, your life 
to one person said to walk people by the hand to the father and i pray that is true and how it's happened is through having a fresh revelation of jesus as the express image of the father and so i just keep preaching jesus in an attempt to show the Father, and I hope that is, I hope that's working in all of you. I I love to hear from you if you've had a revelation of the Father or the love of God, or we've helped you to see God through Jesus. Won't you drop me an email? It blesses me so much to hear from you. Our podcast email is ddp at paulwhiteministries.com. Um, I would appreciate reading that. All right, today we turn the page into the fourth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. As I was praying before I hit record today and looking at the text, it struck me how excited I've been to get to this chapter. And maybe the reason why is because if I had to list out, and none of this is a fool's errand because, I mean, picking your favorite Bible chapters, almost like picking your favorite kid. I mean, there's so many, so many options in the Bible that you're like, well, gosh, I can't leave that one out. But if I had to pick a favorite chapter from each gospel and I couldn't pick the cross and the resurrection because, hey, we want to live there, right? Luke's would be Luke 4. Um, I, I, I have been so taken with this chapter for so long, and here's why. One is that it gives the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. I think there's so much in this temptation for us, and we're going to spend days looking at Jesus, dealing with this temptation in the wilderness. And right out of that, Jesus goes to his hometown of Nazareth and reads from the scroll of Isaiah, the famous Spirit of the Lord is upon me passage. And the crowd goes from awe to anger in one, basically in one paragraph. And how that happens to me is so telling of what our expectations are of the favor of God. And so before we get to verse 31, we will have covered, as far as I'm concerned, two of the most important stories in the whole gospel of Luke, the temptation in the wilderness and the reading of the text in Nazareth. And that's only that's just over half the chapter. So this is quite a journey. So all I will do today is read for you one verse as a way of introducing this story. And I want you to dwell on it. And I want you to read it if you can. A little bit of homework. Grab your Bible. And before we reconvene tomorrow, have read the first 13 verses of Luke 4. Prepare yourself for the journey into the wilderness with Jesus. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus... Being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And the, 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 the important thing, the thing that I want you to catch today, being filled with the Spirit does not keep you out of wildernesses. Going through the wilderness is a part of the Holy Spirit journey. We're going to go into it with Jesus. Over the next few days, what an exciting journey this will be. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.